Well, hello, hello. Welcome back to my podcast. Welcome, everyone. Today's episode is going to be about the importance of representation. My name is Orchid Brown. I am the host of this podcast. And after our last episode with Manny, we touched on the topic of representation and why it was so important. So now I just wanted to create an actual special just talking about the importance of representation. It's something that we have been focused on for a few years now and we've been pushing it. And so I just felt the need to sit down and dedicate an entire episode to the importance of representation. The ultimate goal is to normalize seeing minorities in position of power or in positions that have not been occupied by minorities. With America, we had Obama, who was considered to be the first black president on record. I'm sure there was one before, but unfortunately, that's something that America has wanted to forget. But it was important to have that kind of representation available to uh, a culture or a group of people that has been demonized for years especially being a black person i'm not from america but i could see how significant that was especially to history to have barack obama be sworn in twice as president of united states of america minorities feel unappreciated underlooked or overlooked silenced They are isolated in the workplace. Their ideas are stolen. Their promotions are overlooked and experience being devalued. And I don't know if you've ever been in a position where you felt devalued, but it's really not a good feeling to find out that there's a group of people or someone in your life or someone that you care about genuinely and to find out that they just don't see a value in you at all. And I mean, most times when it comes to devaluing, a lot of people who are devaluing others, it's normally because they've already devalued themselves. I don't know how else to explain that, except for how you treat people is really what you see in yourself. It's who you really are. So if you're going to disrespect, devalue, or treat people in a way that they shouldn't be treated, then guess what? They're, then you clearly devalue, disrespect yourself as well. Representation allows minorities to feel valued, appreciated, allows us to express our opinions comfortably. Proper representation affects an individual in all areas of life. You meet other kids that don't look like you and you are excited. They look like the kids on TV and in movies. They have blonde hair, blue eyes. You start to view them as more superior in beauty and start to see yourself as less than in every way. A child's self-esteem is affected by lack of representation every day. They start to devalue themselves without even knowing it when they see the, the white Barbie dolls compared to the black Barbie dolls. And even that video that went viral where, you know, a lady was doing this little girl's hair and she said in the video that she was ugly because she didn't look like 
other children. She didn't look white. She didn't look light skin. Her hair was textured and, you know, in the 4C kind of way. And it took a lot of maintenance just to look pretty in her opinion. So she didn't see herself as beautiful. And that woman had to stop doing her hair grab her and hold her and tell her you are beautiful don't let anyone tell you you're not beautiful and that video really affected me but this is what representation really does for children growing up their self-esteem starts at a young age when some other child who doesn't look like you is being praised it does affect them it really does and I feel that if I have children that are dark skinned like myself, I would definitely make it my mission to make sure that my children feel my love and can see how beautiful they are in my eyes and hopefully will go out into the world and appreciate themselves and value themselves and never let someone tell them that they're ugly or they're not beautiful in any way. So I sound very passionate talking about that, but that video really made me cry. And so I just felt the need to share that story because it is all a part of representation and it is why representation is so important. I do know that a lot of people have selective memories and I do understand that a lot of people forget history, but some people do. And so with that being said, I just feel that this is a conversation that should continue to happen until we don't need to have this conversation ever again. Because now we're not looking at another person who's Asian or Indian or Arabic or black as anything more than just a person, a human being that deserves to be respected, to be valued, and to be considered as, as a living human being. Some of these perceptions, such as tall with the perfect family, are associated with loving, no struggle, beautiful clothes, amazing shoes, and wealth. These are all a part of the blonde hair, blue eyes image that we've been seeing for years. You don't think dirty, poverty when you see these images. You think white picket fence and clean everything. This is an image that most people have in their minds. And a lot of people consider it to be the American dream or the perfect life. And so a lot of people look at the lives that they have because they, it doesn't connect with that image that has been programmed into our brains we now view it as it's just not good enough and that to me is a problem because i remember you know being back in jamaica just being around my family and visiting my friends and just running all over the city for example and as much as you know we would people would consider us poor or my mom would say that we were poor i did not feel poor at all i was able to eat my clothes was clean. I was clean. I was able to, you know, there was water. I could take a shower. I could watch TV. I went to bed at an appropriate time and I ate very healthy food because, you know, home cooked meal is always the best, the best way to live. <laughs> and so I did not feel like I was in poverty. I did not feel unhappy, but you do see a lot of people with their white picket fence and their perfect family and they're miserable, but they do put on a good show and, you know, you see them out and about as a family. I'm happy for them. But this definition of what a happy family should look like, it's, it's not true and it's not real. These minorities grow up, enter high school. 
they meet male and female that fit the description of the perfect life. That image was, again, programmed into a child's mind. This has now manifested, especially when you start being attracted to the opposite sex and you are in a place where you see different types of people. Because I know when I went to high school, I was introduced to a lot of cultures. I have never met an Arab person until I went to high school. I think he was Lebanese, actually. That was where I met a Somalian for the first time. I mean, I've never heard of them in Jamaica, so it was different. I met a few Asians from all over different parts of Asia. You always thought when you were young watching TV that it's only China. Only China has Asian people. No, there's Malaysia, there is Japan, there's places like Shanghai, which again is in China, but that's only because I want to go there myself. But there's there's so many countries out there like Bangkok that has all of these different arrays of Asian people. So you can't necessarily put them in a box. And that was my first time really learning about different cultures. I got to try different foods. I have never tried Indian food in my entire life. And I met an Indian person and they invited me over for dinner at their family's house. And I ate the food and it was nice to just kind of laugh with them and talk with them and they were just as educated, just as loving, even though their house did not look the grandest. They didn't have the white picket fence. They didn't drive the Mercedes Benz. They had a family unit and it was strong and they had conversations at the dinner table. They were just great people, just great people, very loving and very caring and very hardworking. So that was my experience meeting people from other cultures. And I had a great time just learning about them. The need to be validated becomes stronger as we go out into the world. After we experience the rejection that most of us experience in pursuit of this ideal life, to be connected or accepted by what we view as more superior to ourselves, we then start to look for people that look more like us. Thank God for rejection. I, in my opinion, you don't have to agree. Who experience the same things we do and we bond with them. Like rejects who are trying to desperately work hard for a better life. And when I say reject, it's not really a bad thing. I don't necessarily consider myself a reject. I consider myself to be unique. But a lot of people would not say that I'm unique. They would just say that you're just, you just don't fit in with everybody. And that is fine. I am happy to be in a position where I don't fit in everywhere. I just need to find that one place where I fit in and I'm happy and I'm surrounded by like-minded people. And this is all communities. It's not just myself. This is every community from the Asian community, Indian community, Arab community. That tight-knit connection with people that understand your experiences, understand what you're going through on a daily basis at work, in your family life. That connection is what keeps us alive. That better life that I'm talking about is a life that suits our vision. Not everyone has the exact same vision. Not everybody wants a white picket fence. I personally wouldn't want a white picket fence. After a few years, I'm gonna have to put some maintenance on that or replace it. I don't wanna deal with that. I want an open concept because I'm an open person and I just like big windows and a big kitchen because I love cooking. So we start to follow stars that are famous, that look like us. We seek doctors, lawyers, teachers, etc. that look like us. The need for a community grows stronger as you get older. And that's not a bad thing. Sometimes we're just tired of playing the politics. 
and being nice and trying to be someone we're not. And so having a community where you can just be yourself and to vent what you need to vent, it's amazing. I don't know anybody who's going to complain about being around people who are hustling as hard as you are and dealing with the same barriers, the same challenges that you are. And you can just sit there, troubleshoot, talk about situations, how to resolve this, all of that. It's it's amazing. The limitations that are placed on minorities are systematic. Y'all know what that means. I don't have to explain it. Asian men are put in a box. They smile. They're polite. They are good at math, so they are accountants or restaurant owners. And that's the box that I, I'm, I'm really trying to, to show that they could be more. They could be way more than they are right now. But that limitation that is placed on them is, is something that I have a problem with. They really aren't viewed as anything but hard workers that work in silence, that don't talk back. They keep to themselves. This could make them easy targets and they are alone. Would anyone really believe them if they spoke up? And that is my issue about being isolated by culture, having their own little cliques everywhere. But unfortunately, if you're the only Asian guy, the only Indian guy, only Arab guy, only black person that works in a specific place or going to a specific school, you're alienated until you become the token. But even if you become the token, you're still just a show. You're still just a prop that's just there. You're still obligated to remain silent and to smile and to nod and that is the reason why you're going to be allowed into that clique where no one looks anything like you all minorities are praised about where they are from their food maybe their cultural clothing the famous people from their country do they get praise for their accomplishments not really that's not what makes it a man in my experience they immediately ask me where i'm from because i need to fit into a category once i say i'm from jamaica they say iriman with glee on their face of course the conversation becomes all about jamaica you guys have usain bolt i understand that this was their way of connecting that this this was comfortable for them a conversation starter you know what i'm saying this is the part where it gets a bit annoying for me the constant mention of how articulate i am they would say things like where's your jamaican accent how come you don't talk like you're you're from jamaica because apparently all jamaicans need to speak patois everywhere all over the world they won't understand it but they still just want to hear it so they can go oh my god that sounds like jamaican wow it's annoying they genuinely believe that there are they are not being insulting. It's hard to be upset at that when they don't know that it's rude. When it comes to individuals from India, it is about their food. And I mean, that butter chicken, oh my God. And then there's a spicy beef that they make, oh my God. With the bread, oh, let's not, okay. Their colorful clothing, their spices, but they aren't looked at as professionals. They are cab drivers, Indian restaurant owners, shop owners, cleaners, etc. Some are well-educated, but the education isn't transferred to the States or Canada as equally or as equivalent. So they would have to start over. And a lot of people can't do that, especially if you're in a, a certain bracket age-wise. Who has the time to go back to school for another 10 years to get your doctoral because you were a doctor in your country when you have kids and a wife to feed? 
at home and she's working her ass off trying to keep the family going, keep the system in the household and then hopefully trying to find a part-time job to do on the side so she can help out so her husband doesn't have to be working all day, 12 hours a day, he's on the road and he's never home. When it comes to acting, they have to pave their own way and that included Bollywood. Bollywood's exciting. I've actually watched a few Bollywood um, shows on TV. It was colorful, it was magnificent, there's always a wedding and you know the big elephants and the food and everyone's dancing so it's always fun and there's lots of singing even though I don't understand a word that's being said, they're always singing. So I understood that they paved their own way by creating Bollywood. This is something that is their own. They were taken seriously after Slumdog Millionaire, which was a great movie. I actually went to the movie theater and watched it and I loved it. Opportunities opened due to that. The door is not completely open. It's not like you're seeing a lot of Indian people in movies, but it's ajarred. I don't know how else to say that. I wish I could say it's half open, but it's really not half open because if you do see one Indian actor, it's that one Indian actor for how many movies? Which doesn't really open any opportunity for other Indians to actually come in and play very various roles um, to show their skills as actors. So again, they kind of they kind of have no choice to stick with Bollywood or have side businesses or or something or another to to fuel them. So this is why I say that the door is ajar. This year we had our first Asian lead actor in a Marvel movie. I have not been to the movies since COVID hit. And when it was time to go to the movies, I decided to go and to watch Shang-Chi. So I mean, I thought it was it was powerful to have him an Asian lead actor in a Marvel film because due to COVID, there has been an increase in Asian violence all over the United States. It's really not safe. And so to see that, I just really wanted to go to the movie theaters and just support my cousin. I mean, in our culture, we grew up consuming Asian culture. We've watched the animes. We've watched all the movies with our favorite Asian actors. We have worn clothes made from China. We, you know, buy our dishes and if you look at the back, it says made in China. So we do consume a lot from the Asian culture. And so it is definitely a part of our society today. I have even noticed over the years that they're pushing more female leading actress roles in major box office movies, which again is a step forward. And so with Black Panther coming out and they're finally seeing that there's money in these films that focus on culture and family. They are now bringing forward diversity and inclusivity because they now know how they have contributed to the programming of children and adults. But I am certain they have always known this, but they are now confident of making money off minorities and so we're finally getting that push. I saw my first transgender on television and I am in love with Laverne Cox. She is drop dead gorgeous as far as I'm concerned and when I first saw her on the screen and I saw her performing at one of Beyonce's show or she was in one of the Ivory Parks campaign and I've seen the interviews with her on television. I was just, I wanted to see 
everything. I just wanted her to speak some more. I wanted her personality. And so that's what I mean by representation is so important because I personally would not have ever been introduced to someone like Laverne Cox if it was not for her opportunity that she earned um, getting on a show. Was was it called? Orange is the New Black? Yeah, that's the show that I first saw her on. And after that, I've just been obsessed. Like everything that she does, I just want to know what she's doing. I want to watch her on my screen. All of it. And so this, again, is literally why I believe in the importance of representation. We know that discrimination is real in this world. At the bank, when you're going there to open a bank account or you're trying to look into investments, they're not going to, they don't want to give you any information because again they just assume you don't have any money you're clearly poor because you don't look white applying for jobs man your name could eliminate you from the running just because your name is completely outside the box and it's not normal thank god my name is orchid brown because if i had to go into how many interviews pronouncing my first and my last name to people so they can understand it would drive me nuts my mom did me a favor when she gave me orchid keep in mind people still mess up my first name orchard no it's orchid duh. the flower oh wow your name is the flower apparently people cannot spell orchid so when they see my name and they're like oh your name is orchard it's not orchard it's orchid some of them even have plants in their homes they water it every day and for some apparent reason they'll see the term orchid and they will see orchard you know o-r-c-h-a-r-d orchard my name is orchid come on people most people don't complain about being diverse diverse hires diversity hiring you know how that thing is i don't know how else to say it properly and a lot of people don't mind being tokens trust me i've met a lot of people who you know have clearly been the token for a very long time in their lives and i have approached them and i said hey how are you my name is orchid and they would just look at me like how dare you speak to me i am with my white people and you're coming in and you are now a threat because they might kick me out and pull you in because you're so open and being so friendly to me so it's a problem so a lot of people are very comfortable being tokens like really comfortable i think i had to stay away from that person because every single time she saw me she gave me the dirtiest look and i said what did i do to you but again it's not because of me it's because this person is a token and they want to keep being a token and so they don't want you coming and getting them pushed out of the clique that they've worked so hard to be in they have remained as silent as they possibly can they laugh at all the bad jokes they just continue to smile and they follow behind they listen to all the stories they have nothing to add they don't even have a life so being a token means that you just go everywhere with them you're a good pet unfortunately i'm not interested in being any token i'm very comfortable be by myself and i do not have time for that so i wish you the best of luck and it's fine if we never speak but it's funny because they'll only talk to me when no one's looking and that rubs me the wrong way as well representation matters because our unique perspective on life and our cultural backgrounds are our strengths these strengths are needed to be our authentic self that would allow us to thrive it is hard work for an employer 
to help their hires use their voice in a team environment where ideas are diverse, perspectives are varied, and everyone feels valued. This is all very hard when individuals are struggling with their insecurities or their identity or just trying to find themselves and find their voice in an environment where everyone is so loud. The one thing that we can't control are people and their fears, how they view us. These are the three things that we just cannot control in other people. This is why representation is so important. It increases understanding, openness, and hopefully helps individuals to be less threatened by cultures they don't understand. We have had years of seeing in the media, movies, TV shows that show Arabs as terrorists. And that's all we have seen over the past few years, which doesn't help the discrimination in the Muslim community. It just increases the fear. And a lot of people make money off fears. Hate crime increased because of that as well, especially on families who are just leaving countries that are full of war and they want a safe place to raise their family. They now have to walk down the street with these looks towards them like, oh, it's a terrorist calling the cops on them. Like that is a very hard life. Like you left a war driven country to find solitude and safety in America or Canada and you turn on the TV and you're a criminal, you're a terrorist. That is a lot. And that's literally the narrative that's been pushed out there for years now. I don't know how Muslim people can do it. But people love how beautiful their women are, how delicious their food are. Their makeup is always on point. Beautiful hair when they take off the hijab. It is so exotic that women of other cultures want to look like them. The ambiguous look is very sexy now. They are purchasing plastic surgery to have big butts, small waists, fake breasts, to look more like African women, but not with the skin color, with jet black hair as the Asian women, Indian women, and of course, Arabic women. So there is clearly a movement is it a good thing? I can't tell you. I am not interested in a fake life. I genuinely love the way I look. I don't want to be lighter. I am not trying to be more Asian, Indian, Arabic. I cannot stand putting on makeup all the time. So I would not know if this movement is really helpful to other cultures when everyone is trying to be you or they're trying to play that they are you. I, I just don't get the identity problem thing. So I just love me. That oversized butt that you know you see a lot of black girls going above and beyond to get their fat injected into their butt and silicone. And I think a lot of people you know ruin their bodies due to plastic surgery. It's, it's too much. It's too much. I will keep my little flat ass, my tits, and you know, I have a belly. Uh, it's not going anywhere. So I am not going to go under the knife to try to fit a stereotype of what black women should look like. We are all different shades, different sizes. Some of us have small titties. Others have big titties. Some of us have big butts. Some of us don't. 
where I'm not going to, I don't think that all black women need to look the exact same way. I mean, thank you to the Kardashians making it more popular. Now you're not being made fun of for having a big butt. Thank you. But unfortunately, I'm just not about that life. So yes, representation is important. And I know it sounds like I'm ranting, but I'm just pointing out these individual things to have you think about it, to think about what is really going on in the world and we're so saturated with all this noise and conversation that somehow turns into cancel culture and this and that and that and this and nothing seems to ever be resolved it just continues this chaos but at the end of the day the ultimate thing that we need to think about is the main goal which is representation as much as we want to make all this noise and to you know, direct the conversation into 20 million different things. At the end of the day, it's still just about representation, positive representation, not negative representation, but positive representation. And all this noise, it just needs to stop. It needs to shut down. And people just need to calm down and focus on what we're trying to do here. We're trying to put forward people who have been systematically affected demonized by the media and movies and rise them up and show that there are more to a man than your perception this is what i i mean by importance of representation as minorities we have to be confident and brave every day which is daunting we have to find our voices to defend ourselves and stand up for what is right, which is hard when they can take everything from you just because they don't like you, which is why finding like-minded people who are working on change is so beneficial for all. It's very important. Fighting the fight alone will never work. When you have a group of people that are working together to push the same narrative, that is way more effective until, of course, the media gets involved and it tries to show you, oh, look, they're doing all these wonderful things and it's, nothing's happening. Thank you, uh, media, for the Black Lives um, teardown, as you've done, but uh, somehow you figured out a way to act like you're not to be blamed for what happened in some way they're all tired of having the cultural conversations we're all tired of trying to educate one person at a time it gets old it gets tiring at some point we just want to be viewed as one people we just want to be viewed as a regular person we are not we don't want to be seen as color oh you're white i'm black you're indian you're asian like we want to eliminate that and that is something that representation will do it is a step in the right direction if we can just focus on the positives and just allowing people who are not able to see past their food in front of their plates to just see that the person across the table or across the room from them are just as human as they are. To look past that stereotype and understand that it's just a stereotype, that's not a definition for every Asian, every Indian, every Muslim, every black person. To just end that. This fight has been going on for so long that to the point where I'm actually saddened. I'm saddened at the fact that conversations that happen 
a decade ago is a still the same conversations we're still having today. For some apparent reason, no one is grasping that everyone wants to be treated like a human being. They want to be appreciated. They want to be valued. They want to be respected. And no one is understanding this. And this is something that really frustrates me about watching the media, seeing all these conversations on social media and wondering how are we going backwards? Why are we still stuck a decade from from today? And yet we're, we're 10 years in advance and we're still stuck. We're still stuck. It just doesn't make any sense to me. The previous episode with Manny, the story that he had shared towards the end where he said that, you know, he was having a really shitty day working in the hospital and he just wanted to give up. And when he said that, you know, a mother came in with her black child and, you know, they were just looking to see a doctor and he sucked it up and he walked over and he inquired as to what's wrong. And he brought the child into the room with the mother and he was just saying that you know once he looked at the child and he greeted the child and out in the front the child just kind of stood there staring at him with you know jaw dropped just in awe because this might have been the first time this black child has ever met a black doctor and then when he brought him in the room and you know he was examining him and checking him and all that kind of stuff the kid just would not stop staring at him so when he shared that story i really i really teared up a bit because manny had just made this child's day he gets to go home and to to sit on his bed or go into his bed to sleep at night and think oh my god i just met a black doctor and he looks just like me that is powerful and he manny understood in that moment how important representation was and so he got up the next day and he kept pushing forward and working his ass off to make sure that he represented himself well in every area that he works in whatever he does he understands the weight well he said it wasn't really a weight but that pressure weight he said that wasn't a pressure but he understands that representation is important and that he needs to be there for that and effectively contribute to that in his own way and the, to the best of his abilities in the past you know we would have black boys being raised to be either an athlete or a rapper those were the two options of success and so now that time has passed you know we have a lot of black kids growing up being lawyers and being doctors being actors and it's so nice to see that variation to show that there's different colors in all industry all representing their culture in the best way that they possibly can and that is amazing as a minority child we don't see past the people in our families they are professionals so how can a child dream big if there aren't any representation someone to look up to to see that the sky is the limit they can be everything and anything they want to be representation is important we also need to provide opportunities for our children to go out there and to meet people in different professions if it's a police a fire department being an author they want to do anime or they want to make comic books put them in certain classes they might prefer to be cooks they want to be a chef 
You never know. A, a child's dream can develop if you expose them to as much of society, of other industries as possible at a young age. So when they do grow up, they can make the conscious choice and decision to better themselves, to choose a career that best suits them because you gave them that opportunity to be exposed to other things other than your profession. I mean, just because you are a doctor or your husband's a lawyer, it doesn't necessarily mean that your child wants to be one of those. So it's always good to bring them out there and educate them, show them things, get them to be around people in different professions and let them allow them to learn so that they can dream bigger. They don't have to say, okay, I don't want to be a doctor and I don't want to be a lawyer, so I guess I'm just going to be a loser. It doesn't work that way. You need to expose your children so that they can grow up and choose an industry where they can be a strong representation in that community and even take the time out of their career in the future to go to to communities and talk to kids and talk to them about opportunities that are available to them and the careers that they can look into at a young age you you foster that into their minds so that they can grow up to be a bit more advantaged than you could have ever been or someone else in your community could have ever been and these are things that people just don't think about and so this is why representation is important thank you everyone for listening to this podcast episode in full i hope you all enjoyed the podcast episode don't forget to click the follow button under tao intentions podcast on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, and spotify support all our guests by following their social media pages visit our social media pages for updates on our guests per week and our guests on the youtube channel our social media pages are Facebook at The Ambitious Obsession, Instagram and Twitter at The Ambitious Ops. Share your favorite podcast episode with your family and your friends, and I hope you have a splendid day.